2: may know the world is a magical place when Mother Nature creates her own jewelry. Maya Angelo. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself, and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Andrea Smith, and Be the Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are so thrilled to be serving the world. If you’d like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsy8.org. Every dollar counts and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. And make sure to listen to express yourself wherever you listen to radio or music iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. We have an amazing show planned for you today. In segment two, Dia will be back with her newest edition of Silver Lining. In segment three, I will be talking about the history of crystals in different cultures. And right now, I'm so excited to be interviewing our guest, Kak Young, the author of The Crystal Powers. Kak Young has been a producer, writer, and director in the Hollywood television industry for over 25 years. Kak has also earned a Ph.D. in natural health and a doctorate in naturopathy. Using her third doctorate degree in clinical hypnotherapy, she helps people manage weight control, smoking cessation, behavior modification, stress reduction, past life regression, and phobia management. She teaches workshops and classes in metaphysics, including crystal healing, essential oils, vok flowers, pendulum energy, moon energies, feng shu, and practical classes in healthy eating and finding the perfect partner. She is the author of 24 books and her entertainment credits include General Hospital, the Showtime Comedy Club Network, Politically Incorrect, Circus of the Stars, the People's Choice Awards, the Golden Globe Awards, the Genesis Awards, and several dozen talk dramatic variety, and entertainment specials with Hollywood's biggest stars. Most recently, she was vice president of television production and development for Universal Studios Hollywood and has also served on the boards of the Director Guild of America and Woman in Film. She won an Iris Award for her work as producer of Mama and a Golden Accord. Acorn Award for Cleaning Up Your Act. Kak Young is also a licensed religious science minister, a certified archetypal therapist and counselor, a certified meditation teacher, a career coach for aspiring actors and directors, and a former pilot of private airplanes. She is a certified medical Key Gong instructor. She is active on behalf of animal rights and fostering and preserving women's rights. We are so excited to have you on the
3: show, Kat. Welcome to Express Yourself. How are you doing today?
4: Uh, uh, brilliant. Thank you. How are you?
3: I'm doing great, and I'm so excited to talk to you about crystals today.
4: How did you first get interested in crystals? Well, I was a producer director in television for many years, and one of the things I did when we were on hiatus, which is usually the break between shooting, is that I uh, studied with different metaphysical experts all over the world, and I happened across Dr. Frank Alper, and he is a, uh, 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 he was an IBM engineer. And he studied crystals from a molecular and technical point of view. And from there, he began to see the power of crystals. And so his mission was to teach as many people he could about the science behind crystals and why they are important and why they resonate with the human being. So I was lucky to study with him. And I found myself really drawn to them and able to Uh, communicate through them and with them wow that
3: is so fascinating and like you were talking about how you know the metaphysics behind crystals and learning about that and can you really heal something with a crystal and what's the science behind it
4: Well, yes, you can feel something with a crystal if you are open to it. See, crystals are three things. They are alive, um, they breathe, and they have energy within them. And so when we tap into that, uh, we have the same kind of energy field as they do. Uh, Humans and stones both have electromagnetic fields. So when the two energy fields connect, Through the physical law of resonance, they create a third field of vibrations. Now, That is where we heal, is that when we are open to sharing our vibration with the crystal's vibration, because everything is alive and everything breathes, uh, they just breathe differently, uh, then we can create uh, a third force field, and that's the place in which healing and uh, information can be learned and had.
3: And how do we tap into crystals?
4: How do we uh, w- tap into them? Yes. Well, um, a Crystal has... An energy and a vibrational uh, circuit around it. And so when we open ourselves to that through meditation or stillness, we can actually connect at the vibrational and uh, and the living level with the crystals. So it's a matter of preparing ourselves in order to connect with them. And is there third certain place where,
3: is there a best place to buy a crystal? Um, Because I, for myself, after reading your book, I was so interested by them that I want to buy crystals and try it. So what do you recommend, like how to go buy a crystal and which ones to get?
4: Well, I recommend that you really, uh, go to a physical shop, even though we're still in a protected social interaction, it's really best to find a shop, a crystal shop. Um, I don't recommend buying them online until you're really experienced, but for your first set of crystals, I would suggest that you find a shop locally and you can go in there and, and really have a hands-on experience, um and they will let you they will still let you do that they will clean the crystals after you've touched them and and that's okay but you really need to be able to quiet yourself tune in to the crystal itself and see if you can feel the vibration or feel a connection and you do that through your mind body and soul and so i always start by putting it in my right hand and I'll spend a few minutes and then I'll put it in my left hand and I'll see if there's any change in it. And uh, uh, I always shop for crystals in person. Now, because I'm experienced, I can buy crystals online but I do spend time with the picture, and I do ask a lot of questions, and I come back to it two or three times. So I'm able to do that sort of remotely. But I think for your first crystals, when you uh, begin, you really want to be in touch with them and have a connection. Wow, that's really interesting. And what are the different ways you can clean a crystal? Well, you first of all, you can... Um, you have to use earth and natural energies and elements so you can bring your crystal into your home and you want to welcome it you want to bring it in and welcome it and invite it inside and then you can use like lukewarm water and if it's dusty or something don't use a Windex or something harsh like that you want to just use a, a nice natural organic soap you can clean them with soap and water not too much product but a little bit and then you can let them dry or you can dry them with a soft towel Um, I like to put my crystals in the sun for about an hour and I like to put my crystals under the moonlight, usually a full moon, so that they can get the yin and yang of natural energies that they will hold and uh, then I can program them from there knowing that they've been cleansed and energized so that they're ready to interact with me and whatever intention I want to set within them. And what's the process to program your crystals? Well, I I list that in my book. My book is called Crystal Power, 12 Essential Crystals for Health and Healing. And in the book, I really take people step-by-step through what a crystal is, how to acquire one, how to uh, begin to program it. And again, it's a process. And it starts out, um, and I do a step-by-step process so people can learn the right way to do it. Um, I like to teach people the way I learned crystals from a real authority authority, not just somebody who's on the corner and says, Oh, aren't they pretty and you know, looks see how they sparkle. They're much, much more than just the physical beauty. They are instruments of change and healing. So I it, have written my book in order for people to really get to know them from, from the basics. And I, I start with history. I talk about who used them in the past and they go back five, six thousand years in all the cultures and they've been used for healing for, uh, you know, for 5,000 years. So it's an amazing process and it's wonderful to see how they started and how, and how important they were to many different cultures across the globe
3: when I was doing research on crystals, I found that different cultures in history used crystals and um, cultures that had that lived in completely different continents they they used the same crystals and like their crystals like the same ones, they put the same, like, meaning to it, and I found that really interesting. And what are the extent of the powers of crystals? Um, can you use it on, like, pets, or is it just humans, or, like, how, what are the different powers?
4: Crystals can transmit energy from one source to another. They can purify the environment of negative energy in the air. They can neutralize electromagnetic currents in order to protect ourselves and our computers from the negative static or from electromagnetic energy in the environment around us. We want to clear them and cleanse them so that we can wash wash away unwanted vibrations or past vibrations that they might contain. Crystals can focus our thoughts and our dreams and all of our concerns. They can increase our psychic awareness and our connection to other worlds. They can activate positive energies within us and around us and they can deflect energies that we don't want in our environment. So they give us a great deal of control of um, you know, of our office, of our home, of our special room, uh, they allow us to set the energy temperature that we want. They can open pathways of energies from the brain and tissues and cells to the entire body. And that's really how we heal using them because of how we connect at the atomic level to the crystals. Um, They can channel energy from places that we select. And they can stimulate energy or awaken dormant impulses and even align any one of the seven chakras. And is it true that they can tell the future? Well, uh, within certain crystals called the recorder crystals or the story crystals. They have information that they have stored for millennia. And if you are sensitive enough and work with them, you can bring out that information and they will tell you things that you want to know they're full of wisdom they're full of uh they're full of the past so whatever worked for past cultures can be reinterpreted and reabsorbed by us in this time frame now when they they were liquid originally they were hot liquid and they hit the earth they hit some water they hit some ice and boom they were crystallized so the energy and the psychic uh atoms that were alive at that time are all recorded in that crystal it's like that moment is compressed within this crystal so you can access that now about telling the future if you have the ability to read things if you can read tea leaves, if you know enough to be able to read a crystal ball, then you can certainly read a crystal. They are divination tools, and it just depends on how you want to use them for yourself. Wow, that is so fascinating. And does a bigger crystal work better than a smaller one? Well, that's an interesting question. And I like to say it this way. I like to answer it this way. You know, sometimes big people like small dogs and sometimes small people like really big dogs. So it is only a matter of of what resonates for you, what you're comfortable with. So if you like a big crystal, then that's what will resonate with you and that's what will be effective. If you like smaller things then you will hold those and those will tell you what you need to know as well. It is all personal and it's about choice. Just like choosing a dog. You know, it's all very subjective. So it's basically like
3: Like you said, to go like physically in person and be with the crystal and find which one really resonates with you. And you have also a lot of photos in your book. Is the cluster crystal more powerful because it radiates throughout the room?
4: That's a really good question. Um, Not necessarily. A cluster crystal does have a little bit more power, but it's usually smaller crystals. And so those will uh, retain, like a citrine crystal, for example, is a perfect crystal for leadership and for putting into a room when you're meeting with people because it absorbs the group and it levels the group's energy out and it self cleanses. So you never need to cleanse. It. it just takes care of itself. It kind of recycles itself. So, and and, and citrine is usually in a uh, uh, usually in a cluster. Uh, you can buy them certainly uh, single crystals. Uh, but in that cluster, and amethyst as well, it comes as a little as a little cluster, and it also comes, comes as a single crystal. So it just depends on what you' what you like. And again, it's a matter of getting in touch with the stone to figure out how you relate to it. It's really all about you and very little to do with the crystal. The crystal is what it is. It's what you bring to it and what you think about it and project on it that matters.
3: Well, thank you so much, Kak. I absolutely loved our conversation today, but unfortunately we are out of time for this segment. Find out more about Kak Young at her website, www.kakyung.com. Again, www.kakyung.com. And. Be sure to check out her book, Crystal Power, 12 Essential Crystals for Health and Healing. You have been listening to Express Yourself. Please show your love for more segments by donating to the BTSYA 501C3 Literacy Charity that brings you this program at BeTheStarYouAre.org. Keep listening for more about crystals in segment three.
5: Thank <music> you. With us at be the starurradio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: Welcome back
2: to Express Yourself. I'm Andrea Smith, and today's show is all about crystals. In this segment, we have Dia back with her newest edition
6: of Silver Lining. Take it away, Dia. Thanks for having me. Crystals are something that I've really been into the past couple months, and I'm super excited to be talking about them today. First, let's start off with what exactly crystals are. Crystal healing has a rich history that I personally find fascinating to learn about. Essentially, crystals harness the energy of the sun, the moon, the oceans, and as we as humans get to be connected to this energy as we come into contact with them. It can help you manifest the energy you desire because crystals are tangible objects that hold powerful vibrations. Albert Einstein himself said that everything in life has a vibration. And when you have crystals near you, their energy connects with you and it amplifies the positive vibes around you, and you are able to reach a higher state of being. Another thing I personally love about crystals is that they have their own constant frequency. When it comes into contact with something at a lower vibration, it raises its vibration to match its own. For example, if I went to bed feeling sad and I had a bad day which means I was vibrating at a low frequency and I had a rose quartz underneath my pillow it would raise my vibration while I was sleeping to match its own and I would wake up feeling an increase in positive energy another tidbit of information I personally find amazing is that crystals have been on this earth for so long They literally took eons to develop into their form today. So by having crystals near you, you you're connecting with an intrinsic part of Earth. Well, are you interested in trying crystals out? Here's the process from purchasing to cleansing to using the crystal. The first part of the process is shopping. So when deciding which crystal to buy, You should select a crystal that really speaks to you and a crystal that you really gravitate towards. And then when you decide where to use the crystal, there are so many different options. You can keep them in your house, you can wear them as jewelry, or you can put it in your purse or bag as you carry it around throughout the day. Another really important step is cleansing the crystal. Cleansing is very important because crystals have gone through so many people and places that could have absorbed possible negative energy from them. You can cleanse them by using incense and smudging the crystal. You can also leave the crystals out in the sun or moon. Another way that people cleanse it is by burying the crystal in the earth temporarily. I have personally never tried this, but I can see how it would work. The fourth step is setting your intention, which is also known as programming your crystal. Once you are done cleansing it, you should hold your crystal in your hand, breathe in and out deeply a few times, and ask that your crystal should be cleared of all its previous negative energy. Then out loud say, I command that this crystal holds the intention of... and then. And you say your intention and you repeat this three times and thank the universe three times as well. And one thing that's really important is by thanking the universe for something that you technically do not have yet. You are basically acting as if you already have it. And this is a basic principle of law of attraction. There are so many different types of crystals with varying looks and purposes. One of them that's very common is Rose Quartz. Rose Quartz is a crystal with a pretty pale pink color. It connects to your fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra. It's a great crystal if you want to bring more love into your life by either helping your existing relationships, bringing about new relationships, or improving your love towards yourself. Another crystal that's very well known is Amethyst. Amethyst is known as the Stone of Divine Connection. It connects with the seventh chakra, which is the crown of your head. It's great for soothing anxiety and also spiritual and emotional growth. In my opinion, its deep violet color makes it the prettiest crystal. Another crystal is Citrine. Citrine is commonly called the crystal of golden generosity. It connects with the third chakra, which is your solar plexus. This yellow golden colored stone is known for improving our own self-worth and the way we see ourselves. Another crystal is black tourmaline. Black tourmaline is a very cool crystal in my opinion because of its intense black color. It is known for grounding oneself and offering a sense of stability within a person. It covers all the chakras of a person. The final crystal I'll be talking about today is Aventurine. Aventurine is this really pretty emerald colored crystal that is known for giving someone good fortune. It supports the fourth chakra, which is your heart. And it is great for anyone who is looking to chase after their dreams. Yeah,
2: that was so interesting. I loved learning about crystals. I personally have never used crystals before, so this has been so fascinating for me to learn about. And I was wondering, do crystals work
6: for everyone? Crystals work differently on different people. It really depends on how receptive the person is. So if they're really making a conscious effort to open their heart to healing with crystals, then crystals will work quite well for them. However, if you're very skeptical and doubtful of how they work, then the effects on you won't, won't be as pronounced. And what is your favorite crystal? Um, I have a few, actually. One of my favorites is amethyst because it provides a very soothing presence for me. And it also has a violet hue, which makes it really pretty, in my opinion. Another one of my favorites are green calcite, because I feel like it provides me with a lot of positive energy when I'm near it. And one that I've started using a lot more recently is black tourmaline, because it provides a very grounding presence, and it makes me feel a lot more calm and like more mindful in the moment. And what was your experience
2: like when you first when you first like used crystals for the very first time? Did you go to a shop or did you get it online?
6: Yeah, so my friend she's really into crystals, so she's the one who introduced them to me. So I basically just like found a set online on Etsy that has like a set of like nine crystals that are good for like beginners and I just ordered that, and when I used it for the first time, like I don't know, it's just like I was like really fascinated by it, so I just wanted to keep using it more. Wow, that's so cool.
2: I kind of want to get my own set of crystals now, too, so I will also look on Etsy. I love Etsy to buy like cute artsy things, and I had no idea that they also had crystals, so that's really cool, and
6: how often? Do you have to clean your crystals? Um, so if you're using them to heal, like, a very deep emotional trauma you have, then you would need to cleanse them a lot more frequently because they'll be absorbing all that energy. But if you're using it for, like, kind of general purposes, it's just, like, I don't know, increase the vibration of your room, then you don't really have to cleanse it as much. So I personally cleanse mine, like, every two weeks. And do you have a specific method of how you clean your crystals
2: and like how you use your crystals specifically?
6: Yeah, Um, I personally like to use incense to cleanse it. So I just like light it and then I let the smoke of it like smudge the crystals. And like during this, I like to listen to like high vibrational music on Spotify, like instrumental music, because it really like calms me down. And it's actually a really good way of unwinding and then I like to just like leave it on my like windowsill so it absorbs the moonlight in the night and it gets like more energy and then um and then when I'm like cleansing the crystals I like to think of like what intentions I want to set for that particular crystal and do you have and what specific
2: intentions are like some examples that you use for your different crystals
6: yeah so for the Green calcite, that's one that's, like, really good for students because it helps bring, like, abundance and prosperity. So I always ask, like, please, like, let me stay focused and, like, um, stay focused during my work. That's for my green calcite. And then for the rose quartz, I, like, say, like, please, like, give me more compassion within myself and also, like, give me, like, more love for myself and for other people, like, improve my relationships and for the black tourmaline crystal, I ask it to give me, like, more confidence and, like, also to stay, like, more present in the moment. So those are a few. And have you noticed
2: a difference, like, when you, be like, before and after using the
6: crystals? Have you, like, noticed a change in your life? Yeah, so usually I like to, like, meditate with the crystals on me, but, like, Even when I'm just, like, cleansing it and, like, setting my intention, I just feel, like, really calm and, like, like, excited after. And, like, I feel like just having them around me in my room, like, especially, like, having one on my desk while I'm doing school work. I feel like it helps me, like, like, it just, like, makes me, like, a happier person. That is so cool. And do
2: you wear your crystals or do you just have them in your room or do you put it in your school bag or how do you use them
6: yeah I usually keep most of them on my nightstand so it's like near me like when I'm in my room but I really do want to get some crystals as jewelry my friend the one who like made me get into crystals she has like a crystal jewelry making set which I think is really cool so she said that she'll like make me like a few rings but yeah I really like would like to get crystals as jewelry that is so cool I know a lot of my friends uh, use crystals as
2: jewelry and they especially during quarantine really got into it and after researching crystals before this show and learning about it now through your segment I am really fascinated by them and I think it's really cool how um like how earthly it is and like you said it takes eons for crystals to form and so I think that because of that crystals just have like enormous power from the earth and like their vibrations are able to raise like rise your vibrations and I think that's really cool. So thank you so much, Dia. I absolutely loved our conversation today, but unfortunately, we are out of time. Listeners, show your love for more segments by donating to the BTSYA 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at bethestarur.org.
5: If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at bethestarurradio.com, Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show. Star Style, Be the Star You Are with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and The World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
2: We are back and you have been listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. In this segment, I will be discussing the origins of crystals. So let's get right to it. I've... Um, Before this show and before like this week, I really had no idea what crystals were or the origins behind it. And so doing research, I was really fascinated by the historical ties of crystals and crystals in various cultures. So I started doing a lot of research on it, and it was just so fascinating. And it's fair to say that as long as we have existed as a species, we've had an affinity with stones and crystals and the use of talismans and amulets dates back to the beginnings of humankind, although we have no way of knowing how the earliest of these objects were viewed or used. The first historical reference to the use of crystals come from the ancient Sumerians who included crystals in magic formulas. The the ancient Egyptians used lapis lazuli, turquoise, carnelian, emerald, and clear quartz in their jewelry. They also carved grave amulets of the same gems. The ancient Egyptians used stones primarily for protection and health. Chrysolite, which later translated as both topaz and peridot, was used to combat night terrors and purge evil spirits. Green stones, in general, were used to signify the heart of the deceased and were included in burials. Green stones were used in a similar way at a later period in ancient Mexico. The ancient Greeks attributed a number of properties to crystals. And many names that we use today are of Greek origin, which is really interesting. The word crystal actually comes from the Greek word for ice as it was believed that clear quartz was water that had been frozen so deeply that it would always remain solid. The word amethyst means not drunken and was worn as an amulet to prevent both drunkenness and hangovers. And hematite comes from the word blood. Because of the deep red coloration produced when it oxidizes. And hematite is an iron ore. And the ancient Greeks associated iron with Ares, the god of war. Greek soldiers would would rub hematite over their bodies before battle to make themselves invulnerable. Greek sailors also wore a variety of amulets to keep them safe at sea. Jade was highly valued in ancient China, and some chinese written characters represent jade beads. Musical instruments in the form of chimes were made from jade and around a thousand years ago, Chinese emperors were sometimes buried in jade armor. There are burials with jade masks from around the same period in Mexico. Jade was recognized as a kidney healing stone both in China and in South America. More recently, dating from around 250 years ago, the Maris of New Zealand wore jade pendants representing the the ancestor spirits, which were passed down many generations through the male line. And the tradition of green stones being lucky continues in parts of New Zealand to this day. And in recent times and in recent generations, the tradition of crystals has been passed on, and many tribal cultures have continued the use of gemstones and crystals in healing until very recently. If not to the present day, Um, the use of gemstone or the Zuni tribe in New Mexico makes stone fetishes which represent animal spirits. These were ceremonially fed on powdered turquoise and ground maize. Other Native American tribes still hold precious stones, especially turquoise. Both Aborigines and Marois have traditions regarding stones and healing or spiritual practices, some of which they share with the rest of the world, while some knowledge is still kept private within their communities. It is interesting to note that There are many examples of gemstones and crystals meaning similar things to different cultures, even when there has been absolutely no interaction between these cultures and no opportunity for crossover. And this is what I really found the most interesting about the history of crystals is the fact that Um, these crystals have similar meanings to different cultures that have not interacted with each other. So for me, that just shows the power of crystals and the different characteristics that are specific to each type of crystal. And it's universal to all cultures around the world, which I think is super cool jade was considered to be a kidney healing stone by the ancient chinese and also aztec and mayan civilizations turquoise has been worn to give strength and health all over the world and jaspers have almost always conferred both strength and calmness Um, The modern use of crystals have become essential to the functioning of our modern technologies. Cell phones, computers, and watches use them for stability and energy flow. Because they are balanced and have a perfectly ordered structure, crystals emit uninterrupted frequencies which conduct and transmit electrical information reliably and hence the key to their popularity. They're stable, reliable, and transmit energy flawlessly from one point to another. And science loves them too. Ruby crystals were used by Bell Laboratories in the 1960s when it developed the first laser. It was chosen because a ruby crystal structure has a wide absorption band with a high conversion efficiency. Lasers are the reason why we're able to have bloodless surgeries, faster recovery times and non-invasive techniques that not only save lives, but, um, also quicken the recovery time of different surgeries, as well as it helps prevent scarring and different things like that. Quartz crystals are composed of silicon and oxygen, having a chemical formula written as SiO2. This chemical structure is regarded as perfect order in nature. Quartz crystal is employed by industry because the crystal composition and lattice provide stability of structure and regularity of flow for the electromagnetic energy that courses through it. This is its primary and most excellent quality because it regulates and balances the energy traveling through it. And stability is king in energy transmission. A crystal tip is used in a phonograph needle Because it it transfers a mechanical vibration from the patterns of the grooves on the record into electrical oscillations, which are then carried by electricity and fed into speakers. Crystal is the chosen character because the crystalline atomic structure is the most stable and reliable. For the transmission of a constant signal. In a similar manner, crystals may be used to translate energy from one form into another as they are composed of structural atomic properties which dissipate discordant energy and balance it to bring about healing. Other contemporary examples where crystals are used include sonar radios, cigarette lighters, transitors, computer chips, liquid crystal di- displays digital watches, cars, satellites, and many other technological pillars of today's global society which utilize quartz crystals in their manufacture. And I think that that's also really fascinating to see how crystals are used in our everyday technology to transfer energy. And so it shows that You know, crystals can to transfer energy to us and to other things in the room. And it can really bring about different energies to your life. It can bring positive energy and really block away the negative energy in your life. And color is also really important in healing with crystals. Color can be a powerful partner to crystal healing. When you choose a crystal for its healing properties plus its color vibration, you can accomplish two things at once. From the descriptions you just read, you can use those qualities in your sessions for yourself or others. Recall the description of what the colors represent and as you read which chakra associates with what color. Learn what Each chakra represents and the color it should be when fully balanced. The root is the red. The crystals are red jasper, black tourmaline. The chakras color crystals and healing through opposites. The sacral is orange. The crystals are citrine and carnelian. Solar plexus is yellow. The crystals are yellow, jade, and citrine. The heart is pink and green. The crystals are rose quartz and green jade. The throat are blue. The crystals are lapis lazuli and turquoise the third eye the colors purple the crystals are amethyst purple fluorite purple or lavender jade and fluorite the crown are the colors are white and violet the crystals are light amethyst selenite clear quartz And when you know what each color represents and how the human psyche interacts with each color, then you are really able to unlock the power of the crystal and really use the crystal for its fullest value and use. And this information is from Kak Young's book, Crystal Power. Learn more at www.cacyoung.com and crystal structures and formations from Cac Young's book, Crystal Power. There are over 60 categories of crystal face and facet formations. And some of the basic ones, I'll start off with some of the basic ones to keep it simple. And in the sacred realm of 12, When you are selecting a crystal for the first time, you will want to observe its color, clarity, shape, and face. The facets identify it as having certain characteristics, but also for the metaphysical power it possesses. There are no hard and fast rules about what a crystal can do on the invisible planes. but common use has shown these shapes to exhibit the qualities each is said to possess and suggest why that is. So the activation crystal, this is the time link or portal crystal shape and has an extra parallel facet to the right or left of the center facets. This crystal promotes creativity, imagination, and psychic abilities and allows the user to go back or forward in time. The channeling crystal, this crystal has a seven-sided face on a center post and a triangle on the opposite side. Seven is the number of the mystic and the seeker. It teaches wisdom from within. The cluster crystal, this is a collection of crystal points sharing the same base. It distributes energy out into the room or space and radiates power. It is used for healing, group energy, or relationships. The dolphin crystal has two or more crystals paired up to look as if one is riding the other. This duality represents the mother crystal or the teaching crystal for a younger child or mentee. The double terminated crystal has natural terminations on both ends, providing a balance of energy and healing from either end. The energy is balanced between the two ends. The generator crystal has All six faces come together to form a terminating apex at a near perfect apex point. This shape sharpens focus, distributes energy evenly, energizes concentration, and enhances magical power. The Isis crystal has five sides, edges around the largest sloping facial facet. This shape represents goodness power and feminine energy the manifestation crystal has one crystal that contains another smaller crystal inside this configuration brings dreams into reality and is an ally for creative endeavors and for making things happen it provides a potent connection between the cosmos and earth There are more shapes of crystals, but you'll need to read Kak Young's book, Crystal Power, to discover them. Please visit www.kakyoung.com. You have been listening to Super Smart Sundays here on Express Yourself. Please support. Be The Star You Are, and find information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs at BeTheStarYouAre.org. Please consider a donation. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. And as always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan be the star you are and our voice america empowerment crew especially our voice engineer josh and thanks to our guests from across the world and a huge thank you to you our listeners for making us a top rated program use crystals for healing and personal power and as always remember to speak up speak out and express yourself